You're listening to Little Bites, the podcast for volunteer managers with solutions you can snack on. This is Sammy, Volunteer Toronto's training specialist, coming to you from the pantry, our crowded storage closet. Joining me today is our guest snacker, Melina Condren, Director of Services for Nonprofits at Volunteer Toronto. On today's episode, let's make an impact. Today we'll be talking about how to find out that what you and your volunteers are doing is making a difference and letting everyone know. First up is our snack of the day, packaged chocolate chip cookies, delicious. And now to get started with our guest snacker, please tell us who you are and what you do. So as you said, I'm, I'm Melina. I work at Volunteer Toronto as the Director of Services for Nonprofits. So a lot of my work is the behind the scenes stuff for all of our programs that are aimed at volunteer managers. So I do a lot of planning and budgeting and staff management. And one of my favorite things to do is evaluation because I'm a huge nerd. And that's why you're here today. So it works out well. Um, And could you tell me your favorite snack? Yes, I love chips, pretty much any kind of chips, but Miss Vicky's are my favorite. A certain flavor of Miss Vicky's or any Miss Vicky's? Most Miss Vicky's chips. I really like the barbecue ones. I hate the salt and vinegar ones. So there we go. I'll eat any of the other ones. I'm not generally a fan of salt and vinegar either. Well, there we go. So we're going to dive into our conversation. Uh, We're basically going to talk about a few questions around program evaluation, because the goal here is really to explore how volunteer programs make an impact. So the very first question I wanted to go with, what is the role of a program evaluation? So I think program evaluation has a few different roles. The, The main one is to try to understand the impact that your program is having. But it's also to try to understand what your program is doing well, what it's doing less well, and what you might be able to do to improve it. So we're going to learn more about what impact is a little bit later on. So maybe I'll go to the bigger question. How do you actually do the evaluation? How do you evaluate? There are a lot of different options. I think something that a lot of people do is sort of follow up surveys with their volunteers to find out how things are going. Basically, it is uh, any way that you can find out from program stakeholders. So that's your volunteers, of course, but also clients and people who work with volunteers. Asking them how the program is going, what you could change, uh, how it's affecting them. That makes sense. You touched on the follow-up survey, and I think that's probably the one tool that people think of immediately. Why would you say that that either works or doesn't work? So follow-up surveys are the evaluation tool that I use most often, and I think it's the thing that a lot of people use most often. What works really well about surveys is that it's really easy to get a lot of information without a huge amount of time um, on your end. So evaluation can be really difficult because everybody's busy and people don't have time to talk to every single person individually and find out Uh, how the program is going for them. But with a survey, you can put it online, you can print off a bunch of copies, you can hand it out, and you can get a lot of information fairly easily. The things that make surveys a little bit trickier are the fact that once you give somebody a survey, they don't necessarily need to fill it out. So response rates can be pretty low. People don't always put the time in, you know, with an interview or something, you are there asking them directly to, to tell you answers to these questions, and they will put a bit more effort into doing that. Whereas if it's a survey and they can do it on their own time, a lot of the time it just doesn't get done. That makes sense. And I think something that that there is a difference from the interview, you get more information. 
but the interview is usually face-to-face, you know who the person is, maybe the survey you get more anonymous info, which could have its own value depending on what you're looking for. Absolutely, yeah. Surveys are uh, a lot easier for people to tell you what they really think of the program. Um, If you are going to do interviews, I actually recommend that you get somebody else to do the interviews, because if it's someone that the volunteer knows, especially if it's their direct supervisor, you're not going to get all of the information from them in a face-to-face conversation. Cool. All right. You use different methods to collect information for the evaluation. What might you actually learn from the evaluation process? One of the things that you're always hoping to learn is what impact your program is having, but you're also hoping to learn what you're getting for the amount of work that you're putting into the program. So that's a measure of efficiency, so how much are you getting out for what you're putting in. And you're also hoping to learn about your program's effectiveness, so are you actually meeting your goals? So kind of like saying we have 100 volunteers and they're giving such and such number of hours, but we're only doing this amount of our program, which is lower than we expected. Or on the flip side, maybe saying we have fewer volunteers, but we're getting more done. So that's maybe more efficient. One of the things I wanted to mention is I wanted to bring up uh, the STOP, which is a Toronto organization that did a program evaluation a couple of years ago. And what they found out, what they were learning from it is that a lot of their service users are volunteers, and they discovered that there's a bit of a divide between some of their regular volunteers who aren't service users and the ones that are. So they were looking at how much of an impact is their program making and the role the volunteer program plays kind of in in, uh, serving clients in its own way. So that's what they discovered by doing this process as well. So we've touched on these a few times. I think uh, there's a couple words that we wanted to, to unpack a bit more. So what is an outcome and what is an output? So an output is the thing that people are probably already measuring. They're very easy to track. There are things like number of volunteers. And basically an output is a measure of what you're accomplishing in your program. So maybe it's the number of volunteer training sessions you've done, number of volunteers, number of volunteer hours. In the case of, for example, a friendly visiting program, the output might be uh, not only the number of volunteers, but the number of visits. So what has your program done? Um, But it doesn't tell you anything about whether you're actually meeting your goals or the impact of what uh, your program is having on clients or on volunteers. The outcomes are those measures of how what you're doing is actually affecting people. So going back to the friendly visitor example, where an output might be number of volunteers or number of visits, an outcome would be, you know, reduced loneliness for clients or for volunteers, it might be an increased sense of purpose or meaning from doing the work. So it's a little harder to measure. You can't put a number on reduced loneliness or something like that. But I guess there's different ways of being able to assess that, like checking what what that benchmark is beforehand and afterward. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Outputs are the easiest thing to measure because it's often things that you're just counting and you're probably already tracking them. Outcomes are a little bit harder, but um, generally people get that information by asking clients or asking volunteers to report on their experiences. Right. So uh, we brought this up a few times. What is impact? So impact is uh, sort of the the bigger picture, long, long long-term outcome of your program. So it's your ultimate goal, basically. And You can define it in different ways, sort of depending on how broad you want to make it or how long-term you want to make it. But essentially, it is the final point, um, what you really want to be accomplishing in your program. So it's kind of like the the specifics of our mission and vision in a way. It's sort of what we're striving to actually do, maybe with a specific program. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's it's very similar to outcomes. A lot of the time people use long-term outcomes and impact interchangeably. It's just sort of that last thing that you're hoping to get to, the bigger picture. Right. Like for me, the impact of this podcast is for people to listen to it and become amazing volunteer managers. Exactly. More more amazing volunteer (laughs) managers. So yeah, for you, an output would be the number of people who listen. An outcome would be the fact that people learn something and apply it to their work. And then the impact would be that they become amazing volunteer managers and their programs are incredible. Perfect. And I hope all of you listeners are going in that direction. So the last big question I wanted to talk about, how do we actually get all the data we need for the outputs and the, and the uh, outcomes? So we know a survey is one way. What are some other ways that we can collect that information? So I like using focus groups or interviews. Um, interviews are sort of the, the thing that you can do that takes, I think, the most time but gets you really the richest data. But focus groups are great because you can hear from a bunch of different people at once. Um, and if you hold a few different sessions, it's not a huge amount of time investment um, on your part or on the part of the person who's collecting the information. But you do get a lot of different perspectives and you get very detailed information. So that's one way that you can collect data. There are also a lot of other ways, depending on your program um, and what you're hoping to assess. There are a lot of different options. So, for example, you can use evaluation forms at the end of a training session. You can, depending on what you're training, if you're training your volunteers to do a specific task, you can actually do a test to see if they've learned that. So it depends what you're measuring, but there are a lot of different options. Right. And I guess what what can help you determine what option to use is sort of going back to the beginning and thinking, what do I want to evaluate? Who am I going to talk to? Then that's going to help determine which direction you're going to go in. Exactly. It is super important at the beginning of your evaluation or even before, like before you start thinking about collecting data, when you start your program, it's important to think about your evaluation and what you're hoping to accomplish and what you're going to measure eventually. Right. So now that actually brings us to today's big bite, which Melina is going to deliver for us, uh, our main takeaways. So I think that a lot of people think that evaluation is really difficult and they're very intimidated by it. But it's actually not that hard, especially if you um, take some steps at the beginning to make sure that you have a plan. So I think my biggest piece of advice for people who want to do an evaluation is to clearly define your goals at the beginning. So if you're evaluating your volunteer program, you need to decide whether you are uh, looking to understand the effect of the program on volunteers, on clients, or on the capacity of your organization, because a volunteer program affects all three of those things. Your evaluation could focus on all three or on just one, but it's important to understand at the very beginning what you want to measure. Great. Well, thank you again for the conversation today, Melina. Thank you. Um, The blog post is going to feature our highlights and some useful links as well, as always. You can also check out our online course on volunteer program evaluation if you want to learn more. Have to do the plug, of course. And for our listeners, I leave you with one snack to go. Ask yourself what impact your volunteers are making and go tell five people about it. Do you have any pressing questions you'd like answered on air? Send us an email at littlebites at volunteertoronto.ca or tweet us at volunteerto anytime. You can also find all our episodes on the Inspiring Action blog at www.volunteertoronto.ca. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Little Bites and found some solutions you can snack on. Thanks for listening and keep snacking.